Hi everyone, my name is Ariana and today I want to talk about a perspective that I had that honestly needed to be changed and thankfully it did. So I want to share the story behind this perspective change and how it blessed me, how it freed me and how it made me be more grateful in my life. So essentially, that's really what I want to talk about. Gratefulness. So right now we are, you know, tomorrow's Christmas, New Year's is after, you know, this is a big time for the holidays where everyone gets together, they're with family, they express gratitude, and all those great things. We give thanks to God, we praise God. If anything more, kind of because of the time of year, we say that this is a time that Jesus was born, and all these great things. So I really want to talk about um, how my perspective changed and how I was able to be more grateful for my place in life and the plan and path that God has written for me. And I just hope it blesses you all and inspires you all to be grateful for wherever God has you at. And yeah, so I'm just going to get into it. <laughs> so, okay, we live in a world where oftentimes what we have, what we do, and so on and so forth is not good enough. It just isn't for the world. You can have a thing, but if it isn't the thing, then it isn't good enough. For example, you can work a job, but if it isn't a career where you earn more than six figures, especially with this day and age, it isn't good enough. You can have shoes for your feet, you know, clothes on your back, but if it isn't the newest pair of shoes or the most expensive clothing, then it is looked down upon. You can have a vehicle that drives and gets you from point A to point B, but if it isn't the correct brand, the it's car, then you might as well be walking. But say you are walking, now you're laughed at for not having a vehicle to drive. The world is full of endless, not good enoughs, and external material failures. So I want to share with you some backstory on how I've landed on this conversation that was definitely needed, you know, to be had with God. And how my perspective had to shift in order for me to see and understand and be grateful. And I mean, truly grateful for the blessings that God has given me. So I am a 25 year old woman and I do not work a nine to five job, nor am I technically self-employed, though I've had a taste of both. I don't pay bills and I mean any. <laughs> Also, I am not the quote unquote reason I am no longer living with my mother under her roof, besides the fact that I have prayed countless times, okay, <laughs> to God in heaven about blessing me with a home and providing for my needs. Now, I can go deeper into this, but before I do, I want you all to understand the blessings I just listed. I do not have to wake up early mornings every day. <laughs> to prepare and go to work. I don't pay any bills of any amount and I did not have to take the actions necessary to move me out of my mother's home and maintain those actions in order to keep what I have gained. Now, all I hear today is blessing on top of blessing on top of blessing. <laughs> now, hear me out. Just a few days ago, I was still feeling sorry for myself. I am considered an adult without a job and my own income. I'm not living out quote unquote adult actions like paying for bills, paying for a home to live in, paying for et cetera, et cetera. And I am not the reason or at least in control of how I moved out. And now that I have moved out of where I previously was, I looked at my entire life that way from a negative perspective, self-loathing and disappointed with myself and the path that my life was on. I thought I failed because I wasn't living life like others and my life didn't look like others. I wasn't taking the same actions and doing the same things. 
I felt down on myself and unworthy, but it was because I had not yet realized and fully accepted the gifts that God had given to me. Now, we all have different gifts, you know, also known as blessings, but these were truly indeed mine. Now, let me take it back a bit further. My life has always looked this way. I did not get my first job until my first semester in college, and I had only worked there for two months. I only really left there because, well, I had finals coming up and things like that, and I just didn't want it to distract me from my first semester and a completely new energy in my life. Like, of course, I've been to school every other day and every year before college, but it was something that I thought would be really intense. And also I had classes Monday through Friday, unfortunately. But of course, every year after that, I got it together. I knew how to make my schedule. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, And also I started my first job because it was um, like, Someone had suggested that I work there since I was near there. Now, I had to take the train and then the bus to get there. And also, I worked at the busiest um, location in the southeastern region. So, it was a lot. Like, I would get up at like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, take the train, take the bus, and get to work on time and yada yada be there over the weekend. So, I I went to school Monday through Friday. Worked Saturday and Sunday and then would do that every week for eight weeks. On that eighth week, though, that was it for me. Like, I was done. But it was really just because finals was coming up. So that's the beginning of my work history. Now, I won't even get into the rest of my work history, but just to sum it all up, It wasn't consistent. I worked the longest, yeah, two months (laughs) everywhere I worked, which wasn't that many places. I believe I only had like five to six, including like the past couple of years of jobs. And they all have an interesting story of their own. If it's in God's will, I'll talk about it, but definitely not here. I just wanted to mention my first job so that's understood. So another thing is my needs have always been provided for. And I mean, Needs, okay, needs. I wasn't spoiled, but my needs were always definitely provided for um, by my mother and stuff like that. So I had a roof over my head. I would eat, especially when it was in God's will to eat, because yes, there were days that I I didn't eat. We're going to say that has absolutely nothing to do with my mom, but I definitely ate. And um, most days, more days than not. And um, what else can I think about? Well, I've always had clothes and shoes, but not an abundance of them enough to get me through the week. And then more than likely I was swapping and mixing and matching, you know, and things like that. Like I wasn't spoiled and had what, well, a perspective. I didn't have the most and I didn't have the least, but I had just enough always in my life. And so that's just how my life went. I like to say now that God has just always carried me. Thank you, Jesus, for real, because he's carried me my entire way through this entire, these entire 25 years. <laughs> um, so yes, so that's that. Um, so with this gift of being provided for God has been consistent every single time something is coming to me right now though um is it a song I don't know I had heard something recently where it was talking about something about eating and then it's kind of like the energy of But if I didn't eat, God wants me to fast that day, (laughs) which I could like literally relate to, especially having been older, like, and things like that. Oh my goodness. Oh, anyway, 
Um, yeah, so God has definitely provided for my needs. Um, I do kind of want to put this bit of a song out there. It kind of says that um, they sing Jehovah Jireh and um, then they say like my provider. So Jehovah Jireh meaning my provider and he is most definitely that for me and has always been that for me in my life. So anyway, enough about me. What I want to like what I'm saying all of this to say is that we are all taken care of. God always provides for our needs. And then some. So yes, here and there, he definitely gives us the desires of our heart, our wants, our desires, you know, but he always provides for our needs. And it will look different for everyone, but with him being the creator, the maker of each and every one of us, of each and everything that is on the planet, he knows how to get that job done. And only he knows what that is meant to look like for each of us. So you really have to come from a type of perspective where your heart is soft, you know, like where you're able to fully understand what that means. Because again, it does look different for each and every one of us. You know, I've heard so many people say like, oh, if God loves us, then why are there people who are homeless? I'm just going to give this example. And it's truly because he knows why it is necessary for them in that life. Um, and then also, you know, there are people who have been homeless for many, 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 many years. And then there are people who experience um, times of homelessness where there is a point in time in their life where they have been homeless. And I've experienced that twice. So and recently also. So you have to really look at it from a perspective of God knows what you need and not only does he know what you need he already has the plan written out and playing out for you and for all of us you know so you have to learn how to look at your situation and say you know what my life is in God's hands um, and with Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins, we literally have that salvation and God will never leave us nor forsake us, no matter what it looks like. And I've learned with feeling these, you know, negative feelings that were surfacing for a time is that my life is meant to be this way and look this way for a reason. And we literally don't always know the reason or have to know the reason. Um, but what I feel in my heart, what I've realized recently is that it can really be for those around you. So whatever you're experiencing, it literally may not even be for you or about you. Like you're experiencing it, but it's for other people to learn something through your life. You know, I do believe that God has these plans for our life that really do make an impact on others and helps them to draw closer to him and of course to ultimately give him the glory no matter what your life story is it is all intended to give him the glory he doesn't waste anything 
we like to think that um, life is always good or perfect or filled with what we as humans think blessings are that you have to have the materials and that means you're blessed and well etc etc but I just want to point out the many gifts and blessings that we can all have and possess um, that are also of course blessings beside material so health of course relationship that's oh my god the relationship with god is the biggest blessing of course but relationship with family friends um you know people that we grow and develop relationships with co-workers um strangers things like that um peace joy there are so many other things waking up in the morning, um, having food on your table, being able to drink fresh water, being able to go outside and not be harmed, being able to enjoy the warm weather, being able to go somewhere locally and enjoy what God has blessed us with, animals, the sun, the wind, rain all of the things that we can come to know as free the greatest things in life are free and I had a whole conversation recently about that and that also made me feel so good inside to think about the things that are free in life that are so much greater than things that can be bought but back to what I was originally saying because this is about gratefulness and I didn't have that perspective at first and for a time or looking back I feel like that was a trick or a trap from the devil and I just want to stop like I used to feel like oh the devil and you know making people oh he ain't no but when you really look at it for what it is you're either connected with God fully or you're not you know so what I'm saying all this to say is I feel like it was a trap or a trick from the devil to get me to to pull me away from that connection with God because if I look at my circumstances and I feel sorry for myself or I feel like I'm not good enough I'm not doing enough I'm not worthy of even what I'm being given then I won't feel blessed I won't feel thankful I won't praise God for it I won't feel like this is a testimony or something to be talked about and shared and meant to inspire someone else to look at their situation from a more positive perspective you know so I really felt like I didn't deserve this because there are so many people working day and night to have the things that they have. I have to talk about this song. There's a song and I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but he's like adulting ain't easy and something, something, something. And then he's kind of like at the end of the song, like, I wish I listened to you, God, when you told me to come as a child. And every time I hear that song, I'm like, mm, that's a story to tell. And you know what? I could really take this so much further, but I'm like, maybe I should kind of break this down into a whole bunch of other recordings or something, because I could talk about the understanding of adulting slash like honoring your parents, but you know life isn't a one size fit all for one and that's what I understand and so I'm just not going to go into a whole bunch of other stuff but that song just came to me because it's like adulting isn't easy (laughs) it just isn't having to having to go out or especially 
feeling like you have to go out and do what you have to do to meet your needs is intense. And so I kind of want to shift things back towards God because when you fully rely and lean on him, it can become easier. Doesn't mean it's so easy still, but it can become easier because at the end of the day, this is his world. He brought you here and everything is in his hands, you know, so there's only so much we can do anyway. Like we're not even really in control. And that's the thing about it. We're really not in control, but it is our idea of control that has us making certain choices and doing certain things and just ultimately not fully giving it all to God is what I just say all that to say. Now, you know, I, the thing is, I never thought my life would look like this. Like I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to have my money. Like I'm going to, you know, have a career. I I have my bachelor's. Of course I went to college. So I have a degree. I'm thinking I'm going to have my career. I'm going to be living life. I'm going to be, you know, meeting my own needs and taking care of my own business and yada, yada, yada. Like ultimately controlling things, (laughs) controlling every aspect of my life. And what I realize is the true blessing is this lack of control that God has gifted to me because it has literally allowed me to see how much he has been in control of my life throughout its entirety. And it's not even halfway over, at least I don't believe so. So he has literally had and has my entire life in his hand it is all his I mean I like to think that maybe I did something to get me somewhere but at the end of the day it's all God the talents he's given me the heart he's given me the spirit he's given me the places he's brought me like it's all him at the end of the day like his light was shining through me so Even when I am doing something, I'm doing nothing because it's him. It's him because he is in me. And I I can't breathe on my own accord. Like, I am not keeping my breath going. I'm not keeping my heart beating. I'm not keeping the blood flowing through my body. Like, that's all God's doing. So ultimately, I'm not in control of anything. I'm not responsible for waking me up every day like there are people who don't wake up in the morning there are people who choke on food I don't even mean to get so like interesting but it's like for real someone just took their last breath so I'm not in control of really anything at all and so because my life looks this way and I've been able to experience these things at 25. I'm like, you know what? (laughs) My life is literally in God's hands down to every single thing that's happened. I like to look at it as, you know what? If God really wanted me in a different place, he has no problem bringing me there. If he wanted me to be doing something else, he has no problem getting that done. This is God. He can do whatever he wants. (laughs) So I started to feel like, you know what? Why am I being so hard on myself? Why am I so, why am I feeling disappointed with myself? Like, why do I feel like I need to be over here and do this and do that and yada, yada, yada? Like, I realized I spent the past couple of years thinking, I needed to get myself somewhere. I needed to be doing more. All this, that, and the third, which is crazy because my younger years was filled with all that. I was a busy body. I've heard that term a lot when I was younger. Like before I got to college, like busy body was my thing. Probably, I, I probably even heard that in college, honestly. But 
this idea of moving all the time, doing something all the time, like occupying every second of my time was my life when I was young. And I remember I even, uh, I had to do a lot to get out of some of the things that I was working so hard towards and putting so much of my energy in. And now that I think about it, that's why I took what was supposed to be a gap year, you know, after I graduated college, but what turned out to be me not going back to grad school or excuse me, going to grad school. And I still haven't. And I'm not really sure if that's even a part of my plan anymore. And so I just say all that to say, like, God is in control. He has written every moment of our life. And so I really needed to change my perspective because I'm like, so I can't just live every day feeling sorry for myself or feeling like I need to be over there, but I'm over here or I need to force myself to do something or get something done or oh, whoa, whoa, like that's not living. And I'm getting so excited to talk about the verses that I have that I will share at the end. But yeah. I had to realize God is in control and he's using my life for his glory. So if I was completely in control of my life, where would his glory come from? But the very fact that the experiences that I've had and the position that I'm in now, you know, is what it is when things shift and change as they will continue to do, because he's constantly working and moving in my life as he is in all of our life you know, then the glory will be so known. I, If I could tell my whole story, mm, <laughs> but we'll, we'll leave that, you know, the story for God. My story is still going. So I have to keep living in order for, you know, that to be shown. It's no point in, you know, kind of like giving the story too soon. But because my life looks like what it is, is why God will get all of the glory because we like to think that we have to be on top of everything in order for things to work out for us and here I am uh an adult you know (laughs) considered a grown woman and um I'm not in control of a lot of things that people harbor over day and night so I just say all that to say and, and my life is still working out you know I'm still alive I'm still eating I just had a a thousand calorie breakfast like I'm everything's good you know but it's all about my perspective and and from the fact that I did allow my perspective to change so that I can be grateful so that I I can wake up every day and be positive about my circumstance and be positive about the promises that God will deliver in his own timing but if I'm upset with where my life is and I'm just dragging myself through every task of the day I'm gonna miss the whole point which is that God is in control and so I feel like this rising you know when I woke up thinking about all this I feel like he put it on my heart there was just a beeping oh there's a car going off beeping I feel like that'd be signs you know but um when he woke me up you know this rising I felt like he put it on my heart to talk about this because at the end of the day it can inspire someone to at least view their life and what they're experiencing from a higher perspective, a more God-like perspective and positive perspective that can help the individual first and foremost, praise him more, give thanks to him more and put a smile on their face and do the work that at the end of the day, he wants all of us to do, which is to be like him, to shine his light so that he can get the glory. And so Regardless of, you know, how I feel about my life, he is good anyway. And regardless of how I view my circumstances, he is good and it is working out for me. So, I mean, you can either be on board or, (laughs) you know, you could jump ship, but life will continue. So, It's best to be on board and to be in one accord with God is what I just say. All of that to say. So, yes, God is good. 
and God's plans are just simply not the world's plans. So we must soften our heart and be grateful for the goodness, the grace and the mercy that God does have on us so that he doesn't take it away because he can if he want to. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I had to have a change of heart. And I'm really happy I did because, you know, I was taking something for granted simply because I was looking at it from a negative lens and not the way that God intends for me to. It is just God's grace and mercy on my life. And I really need to be grateful for that and praise him for that and never take it for granted because that's not what he wants for me or any of us living on earth for real being in one accord with God you know is a great way for us to live our best life oh my gosh I remember when that was like a whole thing and I'm happy that God has led me down a path to know that living your best life means living in one accord with God like that is talk about some real truth when you seek God in his understanding, in his kingdom, and you get on one accord with it, you agree with it, you sit in it, you rest in it, that's how you live your best life. Because at the end of the day, best life don't mean everything's perfect. You're going on vacations and you're living it up. Like, Because remember, all of that is a high and there will be a low. Like There just will be. So you can't look forward, look forward to the good, but you can't look at life from perspective of life is only good when it seemed good from your human mind you have to know that it's always good and that's how you really live a good life or your best life because you're not looking for the moments to agree with that you just agree with that so life reflects that you know even if the circumstances don't seem that way So again, we all have our different blessings, you know, some people, some people's blessings may truly be the beautiful home, the big home, um, forget, let me forget materials for a second, the peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding, the joy through any and every circumstance, like the fruit of the spirit that love that is similar to the love that God gives us but for everyone around you for everything around you like we all have these different blessings freedom you know we all have different blessings some have one some have multiple some could have all but what I realize is you truly have to live in the spirit to be grateful for it because the flesh will always tell you there is more I need more this isn't what I want yada 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 it's gonna always find something to complain about but the spirit will always find something to be grateful about so we have to work on being of the spirit to enjoy what the spirit has to offer in the first place And so that makes me think of Jesus, of course, because at the end of the day, this is really what this time is supposed to be about. Gratitude, Jesus, like all that kind of great stuff. Christmas, more of Christ, must more. So more of Christ, more of his energy, more of his love, more of what he exemplified, which is just truly God's love goodness, grace, mercy. And um, so with Jesus, he had his own set of blessings. It kind of makes me think of the Levites in a way, which I'm not trying to get too off topic, but what I mean by the Levites is their inheritance was God. So to me, you know, Jesus, at the end of the day, his inheritance was God, you know, because the devil tried to come to him saying, oh, look at all this. I can give you all this. But God, Jesus is like, look, like my throne is not on the earth. 
okay like I am of the spirit so where I'm going back to that's where my kingdom is and that's in the spirit and so his blessing his ultimately from my understanding is the heavenly father which is the greatest gift (laughs) any of us could ever have for real because if you have the one the source the being that created everything and has all things in its hands then you have everything you could ever need and not because of his hand but because of just who he is his love is more than enough so you know jesus had the heavenly father and he lived his life you know in a way that a lot of people of his time could have thought was interesting i mean he would go into the wilderness like he would go up to a mountain and spend time by himself like his life was just a little different from everyone else's and even then he didn't even begin his true calling until he was 30 so it took three decades for him to sit in what ultimately was already prepared for him because see I'm not even trying to go into a whole bible study um but John the Baptist was born for the purpose of preparing the world for Jesus so sometimes your life is literally meant to be for the preparation of another I feel like that was really important for me to put out. We all have different purposes and God knows what each of our purpose is. And even I'm thinking like, how I can't be sitting in my purpose. I can't be walking on my purpose. Meaning like I can't be on the path that God has for me. My life doesn't have X, Y, and Z. I'm not doing X, Y, false, 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 false. I have to be on the, first of all, I know I'm on the right path because I'm telling y'all God confirms it all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. So I'm just finally allowing myself to have peace from the truth he's given me because that sometimes is our problem too. God will tell us the truth. We'll say, you sure God, you, you, you sure that's what it is? Or, well, mm, I, well I, I don't, I don't really know about that. Like we'll do the most when he said what he said, you know, <laughs> it's already written out. Like what we're living is his plan or at least you know more than likely you know what I'm saying so anyway Jesus purpose was to come die for our sins and rise again so that we can all not a whole bunch he really came to show God's love to show us how to live like like we know he is the way the truth and the life so what I want to say about his life is that at the end of the day he was going to have to die on the cross and rise again on the third day that was already written already talked about already understood and that's exactly what he did but I want to mention this because even Jesus was like God (laughs) If there's any other way, please, please, God, tell me. Like, even he didn't want to fully agree with it when he knew that it's what needed to be done. But once he got an agreement, you already know he did what he had to do. And that's why we're able to live in the way that we live, because of what he did. He did what needed to be done but everyone else could have been like what like why would you do that that's crazy you're gonna die for other people (laughs) what you can live for yourself like how the devil was talking that's foolish well you don't die for these people you don't even know these people yeah like our flesh could or the enemy could literally have us on the complete opposite end of what is period what is 
what is just supposed to be. And so I kind of want to go back to even my own life. Like control is of the devil. That's how I look at it. Because at the end of the day, like I said, God is fully in control. I'm not bringing the sun out. I'm not feeding the birds, the fish. I'm not growing the grass. I'm not over here breathing life into more humans. I'm not keeping their blood flowing. I'm not healing. I mean, we can, we can do a lot of miracles, but ultimately what I'm saying is it is not all in my hands. I am not responsible for all of these actions and things that are done daily or even seasonally. I'm not the reason why it gets cold when it gets cold. I'm not the one bringing the snow from the sky. I'm not doing any of it. It's not all in my hands it's all in God's hands it's not it's not in anyone else's hands it's in God's hands but he can give us he could pass the baton and say here you know how about this how would you like this to look he he can give us the opportunity to have a moment of control but he is in control so the devil had me thinking living foolishly and just out of connection with God for a lot of moments because I'm not in control. I'm not the reason for this. I'm not, I don't have this. And that's all a lie because I have everything I need and God is in control. So really I should be feet kicked up, arm, you know, hands behind my head, you know, big chilling because it ain't in my hands. Thank. God, like, honestly, I am grateful that my plan isn't written by myself because I would be lowballing myself. I mean, yeah, you could say you want the biggest and baddest and bestest of things in the world, but at the end of the day, God has the best plan. And sometimes you don't need the biggest, baddest, bestest for the best plan for your life or even for the people around you that see you, that know you that get to understand your life, that get to understand your experiences and X, Y, and Z, like that's not always the best choice for yourself or even other people. Like we have to be real and stop thinking that it is the possession of certain things that makes our life as valuable as it is when God creating us and placing us here is value and what he is working and doing in our lives for ourselves and for other people is the value. You know what I mean? So he had me thinking because I wasn't in control or something like that. Something was wrong and really everything was right. So, (laughs) so yeah, but Jesus did what he had to do. You know, God had his plan already written out. He bodied it. Okay. And yeah, he did God's will, you know, for his life and He just had to be grateful for what he was dealt and what he had to do because he knew that that was the most important thing, doing God's will and living out his purpose for his life and not what could have potentially been his own purpose for his own life. You know what I mean? Like we have to stop thinking that we really know it all when we don't even know the half. Like, we don't know why we had to go to that one grocery store instead of the one we usually go to that day. We don't know why our tire had to fly off. And this is a real story for me. We don't know why the tire had to fly off our vehicle and roll up a hill. Like, you don't know why things happen the way that they do. But what you can be sure of is... I just love this verse so much. So let me go ahead and say it word for word because I love when it's a word for word. I like to read the Amplified version. So I'm going to read it. Romans 8 verse 28. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. 
So all things work together for good. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It's working together for good. And that's just what it is. So if we were coming from our own will and our own understanding, more than likely our choices wouldn't work together for good. Maybe for the good of ourselves, but maybe not the for the good of others. Maybe for the good of our loved ones, but maybe not the good, you know, for strangers. So we have to fully understand that God knows what he's doing and that my life looks like what is what it looks like for his glory, for his purpose, for his plan. And your life looks like what your life looks like for his glory, for his purpose, for his plan. And so when you get in agreement with that, you can have more peace and know that, okay, if this is for God's glory, it's for his purpose, it's for his plan. I don't have to worry about anything. God's got it. I can sit back and just know that like everything is working out for good. You know what I mean? So we have to do our part in seeking God, having a relationship with God, speaking to God. So that he can ultimately give us his peace. Because I just wanted to talk about this to inspire someone to um, put a hope in someone to like understand that, you know what, everything is okay. I'm right where I need to be. God is in control. He knows what's going on. He understands what's going on. He's doing something about it. He's going to change my circumstance. He's going to give me what I need. He's going to supply my needs. He's going to take care of what needs to be taken. He knows he's over everything. He never sleeps. He's always watching me. So let me have some peace. Matter of fact, let me go and thank him. Let me go and spend time with him. Let me go tell him what, what, what is, you know what I'm saying? What is good and great and what I am enjoying and what I am thankful for. And let me pray for peace, for understanding, for what I, from my mind, may think, you know what, God, this ain't going right. God, you know, this, this is something I need you to help me with. Like, instead of being negative and leading to no solution, be positive and lead to many solutions which God will take care of. He will tell you if he needs you to do something, if he needs you to say something, the Holy Spirit will give you the words to speak if you need to speak, if you need to pray, if you need to ask, you know? So we just have to do our part in relationship with him so that we can live our best life. But we have to be grateful. We have to be grateful. We have to be grateful. And we have to... Do God's will, no matter how it looks to others. We have to live out our life in the way that God intends for us to. No matter how it looks to others, to other people, because they don't know. (laughs) They don't even understand their own set of circumstances for the most part. Because if they did, they wouldn't be concerned and trying to give you a negative perspective of your own. If they truly knew their own, they would give you hope. They would lift you up. They would give you solutions that will truly benefit you, which is to honestly spend time with God. So if someone is making you feel guilty, ashamed, bad, something, some spirit, some energy that is not of God, make you feel bad, guilty, ashamed, sad, disheartened, discouraged, et cetera, et cetera, about what you're experiencing, what you were going through, what's coming up, having you worried, having you stressed, having you afraid, having you fearful. Remember, and I was going to leave it for the end, but see, I just got to talk about it. Second Timothy Chapter one, verse seven, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity (laughs) or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. So God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So if it is not that, then you know it's not God. Because what God will give you is love, power, sound mind. The spirit of power, of love, of a sound mind, of sound judgment. To know how to healthily 
and from a godlike perspective view your circumstance. So again, I really wanted to come and talk about how my necessary change in perspective has given me more freedom and more peace and more excitement to go to God and seek God and what else he has for my life. Because he ain't failed this far. (laughs) I mean, if I was to be real, real about it, he has not failed. He does not fail. He will not fail. He cannot ever fail. So again, my intentions are to spread hope, you know, and a change in perspective on whatever your current situation is because it's in God's will. Otherwise, it would look differently. So what God asks for us or wants from us is to be grateful in all circumstances, no matter how it looks or how it seems, because God knows what he's doing. And we don't know how it could inspire someone else just to be grateful for what we have, how we can bless someone else's life by just being grateful for what we have. There's a whole war going on somewhere else in the world and half of us aren't experiencing what many of those people are going through right now. Besides, if you read about it, see it on the news, hear about it, like other than that, we are not hearing bombs going off, explosions. Many of us, many of us don't know what it's like to run, scream, and fight for our lives. I just say all that to say, we like to make it a seasonal thing to be grateful. Oh, it's the holidays. It's time to be grateful. Thank God for our family and all your, but what about every other day? You have to be grateful for everything that God has given you every day as much as possible. Because it isn't seasonal. God's goodness, God's mercy, God's grace. That's an everyday thing. Every day we wake up, we're given a brand new mercy. Every day we wake up. Every day is a new start. Every day is another moment to get closer to God. To have a deeper relationship with him. To be more like him. To spread the love that he gives to you. To do good in the world. To be grateful. To be positive. To do what we need to do, not just for ourselves, but for others. And not just in the flesh and what we can control, but of the spirit. Through the spirit, by the spirit. Gratitude isn't just for the holidays. Or just when you're asking for something, when you're manifesting something. Gratitude is meant for every moment of every day. So I just wanted to come again and share that with y'all because I literally feel like I was able to breathe freely, live freely, be free. Because I'm not concerned about something that ultimately isn't even in my control. Because it has to be in God's will for my life to look like this. Because otherwise, it just honestly would be different. It just would be different. (laughs) But because it is what it is, I have to take it for what it is. Be thankful for what it is and praise him for what it is because he doesn't make any mistakes. I just want to end it with this beautiful, I'm going to call it a message because that's just what it is for me. Um, A couple of weeks ago, I had watched a sermon live and I thank God I did. Um, It was my first time watching a sermon live in a while, but in that sermon, um, One of the things that was posted on the screen was 
Where God leads me is where God needs me. Where God needs me is where God feeds me. God's will is God's bill. I trust him with my whole heart. In Jesus' name, amen. And I feel like when I seen that, when that posted on the screen, and I was looking at my TV and I seen that, I feel like God had that there just for me that day. I'm sure for so many other people, but especially me because God knows how much I needed that. Like, I just needed that reminder that if God led me here, he need me here. And if he need me here, oh, he going to provide just as he did the other 24 years of my life. If it's his will, it's his bill. He he got the check, okay? He paying what need to be paid for. He taking care of it. I don't even got to look. Oh, the waitress came back? Oh. Is the bill okay? Oh, I'm not even worried about it because God already took care of it. You know what I mean? You have to trust him with your whole heart. I had to trust him with my whole heart. I had to look at my situation differently so that I can trust him with my whole heart. And you know, like, just understand that it's okay. The fact that my life is what it is, helps me understand that God has to be involved because if there truly was one way of living life y'all don't think we would all be living we would all have the job we would all have the home we would all have the car we would all have the kids we would all have this we could all have it all but what is that really going to do for any of us if we all had what our human minds think is necessary so whatever your circumstance is that may not agree with the world's expectation of good or best life or living, be grateful because God has you right where he wants you. He has you where he needs you. That's why he led you there. He needs you there, so he's going to feed you. He's going to provide for every single need. And I know this about God. So I'm going to say that he will also sprinkle in a little to a lot of your desires all at the same time. Because where I'm at right now, oh God, has showed up for me and my desires, truly, and in every other place in my life. I've always had what I need and then some because he would show up and give me the desires of my heart when it was time. When he said, this is the time for this. So know that your needs will be met because if you're where you're at, it's where God needs you to be at. It's his will for his own understanding. Ask him, ask him for his understanding. Ask him to remove your will, your understanding, your way of viewing things and ask for his. Ask for clarity. Ask him to give you peace and ask him to give you that peace about where you are and what you can do to be on one accord with his will so that you can truly live your best life. Because asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened. So, okay, I got, well, I ended up giving more verses than I thought I would, but honestly, it was perfect because really I wanted to talk about those anyway. So Romans chapter eight, verse 28, 2 Timothy chapter one, verse seven, and then I have two more for you all, but they are a little lengthy. So I guess, you know, God is really in control of all of this because this is why he had to have saved these for last. They're a little lengthy. So I'm going to give the one in Matthew first because Jesus, hey, is talking in this. And that's always nice to hear from Jesus. And then I'll end it with Paul. So, all right. 
Now, I was going to break it up, but you know what? All of this is necessary to be read to you all. So, it is Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. And you know what? Yeah, we're going to end it. Okay, so Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to verse 34. And the subtitle of this word that he is speaking is the cure for anxiety. Again, I'm reading the Amplify version. So you can read that or whatever version you like, but that's what I'm reading from. So I'm going to read it. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, stop being worried or anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body as to what you will wear. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow seed nor reap the harvest, nor gather the crops into barns. And yet your heavenly father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by worrying, can add one hour to the length of his life? I'm going to stop right there real quick. I was only going to read Matthew chapter 6, verse 27, which is, And who of you, by worrying, can add one hour to the length of his life? But I felt it necessary to keep going. So I'm going to keep going. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you by worrying can add one hour to the length of his life? And why are you worried about clothes? See how the lilies and wildflowers of the field grow? They do not labor, nor do they spin wool to make clothing. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory and splendor dressed himself like one of these, okay? <laughs> the okay was me. <laughs> But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive and green today and tomorrow is cut and thrown as fuel into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted, saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? For the pagan Gentiles eagerly seek, eagerly seek all these things. But do not worry, for your heavenly father knows that you need them. But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you also. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So again, that was Matthew chapter 6, verse 27, excuse me, 25 to 34. The last set of scripture that I want to read is Philippians 4. I remember my first time reading Philippians. It was um, a great read, but in an interesting set of circumstances. Anywho, neither here nor there. So this is Paul, again, Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 to 12. Not that I speak from any personal need, for I have learned to be content and self-sufficient through Christ, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or uneasy, regardless of of my circumstances. I was only going to read that, but I'm going to read the next verse too. This is verse 12. That was verse 11. Verse 12 says, I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. And I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing life, whether well-fed or going hungry, whether having an abundance or being in need. I just have to end it with this then. Verse 13, I can do all things which he has called me to do 
through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. So again, that was Philippians chapter four, verse 11 to 12, but I added 13 because why not? Okay. Cause I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. So yes. So again, the scriptures that I read were Romans chapter eight, verse 28, 2 Timothy chapter one, verse seven, Matthew chapter six, verse 25 to 34 and Philippians chapter four, verse 11 to 13. So I hope you were inspired, encouraged, feeling hopeful and good about where you are in life right now. And that not just because it is a time where people brand gratitude, giving and good feelings, etc. that that's not the only reason why you're feeling good about your circumstances or having gratitude, but just simply because God is good all the time and all the time he is good. And he has you right, right where he wants you. And he already has his plan written out, taken care of and fulfilled all the way through. You just have to trust him relationship with him and seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all the things you need will be added unto you. So you all have a blessed day, a blessed holiday, and you all be safe. Bye-bye.